Ashley Brock here with Dolores Fossum's book, CAD, Chapter 18, and the last chapter. Can you drive any faster? CAD asked his brother Nate. It was exactly the question Bree had wanted to ask. She was more than grateful that Nate had stepped up to rush them to Silver Creek Hospital, but Bree wanted to wanted an emphasis on the rush part. It was torture waiting to seize their other daughter. I could drive faster in a drop, but I'd rather get there in one piece. Well, what's left of one piece? You do know you're both bleeding, right? Bree swiped at her lip again with the back of her hand. Yep, still bleeding. She dived at the cut on Cat's forehead. She hated seeing the injuries there on his otherwise drop-dead gorgeous face. But the injuries were superficial and could wait. The baby couldn't. Well, she could, but Bree thought she might burst if she couldn't see her and make sure she was alright. Nate's phone buzzed, and he answered it while he took the final turn. The Silver Creek. The seconds and miles were just crawling by, even though it had only been 20 minutes or so since they left the Fulbright Clinic. When she looked back in the rearview mirror at the place, the SAPD officers had been stuffing a handcuffed Anthony McClennan into a patrol car. Bree hoped he'd rot in jail. It wasn't a forgive-and-forget sort of attitude to have, but she never wanted the man near her, Cad, or their children again. Anthony was slime, and it had done everything in his power to destroy them. Thank God he hadn't succeeded. You're still bleeding, Cad let her know when he, she made another unsuccessful swipe at her mouth. He caught her chin, turned her head to face him, and touched his fingers to her lips. Does it hurt? She shook her head. There was probably pain, but she couldn't feel it right now. In fact, Bree couldn't feel much physically, only the concern she still had for Cad and their daughters. Does that hurt? She glanced up at the bump and the cut on his forehead. No. He kept his fingers on her mouth and his gaze connected with hers. He placed his fingers with his lips and kissed her gently. It stung a little, but Bree didn't care. The kiss warmed her and took away some of the ice that Anthony had put there. In fact, it even took some of the edge off her impatience and reminded her of something very important. She smiled. We won. <laughs> With all the turmoil going on inside her and the hatred she had for Anthony, Bree hadn't had time to put things in perspective. Even the cat's kiss knew exactly that. They won, and the prize was huge. Cat's mom. Yeah. And we're the parents of twin girls. For just a moment, that terrified her as she imagined trying to be a mother to both of them. Twins. Before Leah, she never even had a baby. And now she had two. You look like you're about to panic, Cad whispered. Bree chuckled and winced as it pinched at her busted lip. So do you. You know, maybe a little. I'm thinking about how we can get through those 2 a.m. feedings with both of them. And the diapers, but suddenly that didn't seem so bad. It even seemed doable, maybe because Cat had said we. You mean that? Bree asked before she could stop herself. He flexed his eyebrows and made a face from the tugget, no doubt, gave the nod on him. You mean what? Bree froze for a moment and considered, well, everything. Cat and she had known each other such a short time. Most of that time, they'd been working undercover or getting shot at. Hardly the foundation for a relationship, but somehow they managed just that, a relationship of sorts. Bree was still a little hazy on Cad's thoughts and feelings. However, hers were clearer now, maybe because they'd come so close to dying tonight that it had certainly put things in perspective, so she decided to go for it. She would question that we, and then she would tell him it was what she wanted to. She wanted them to do this family thing together, whatever that entailed. But before Bree could answer, 
Nate entered his car and looked back at them. They found Jamie's body. He let them know. And just like that, Bree was pulled back into the nightmarish memories that Anthony had given Cat and her. Now nightmares to last a lifetime or two. And now Anthony had another victim, Jamie. Even though Bree didn't care for the woman's criminal activity, Jamie had tried to help her, and now she was dead because of it. Anthony confessed that he killed her. Cat explained. Yes, he confessed it to my men too. Nathan verified. He'll be booked on capital murder charges, and he's not just looking at jail time, but the death penalty. Barry remembered something else he said. Anthony murdered someone else. It's one of the surveillance backups. Nate nodded. Cad gave them back to us, and we'll give them a thorough review. Trust me, we'll add any and all charges to make sure Anthony is never back on the streets again. His father, too, because Anthony said there'd been plenty enough on the backups to bring charges against Hector McLennan. Good. After everything that had gone on at that clinic, McLennan certainly deserved to be punished. Cat glanced at her first before looking at him. Did Anthony say anything about Coop? No, from the sound of it, Anthony is blabbing about anyone who can be arrested for anything. A miserable, a misery loves company sort of thing. Bree felt the relief wash over her. So her former boss and mentor wasn't dirty. That was something at least, even though Cad and her lives would never be the same, and part of that wasn't all bad. In fact, part of it was nothing short of a miracle. She might never have become a parent by choice, and it broke her heart to think of all the things she would have missed. She could imagine life without Cad and the babies, except she might not have Cad. She didn't know what she would do if that happened. Bree saw the Silver Creek Hospital just ahead and knew her baby was inside. Just like that, the jitters and impatience returned with a vengeance. Her breast started to pound. Her mouth went dry. She felt a little queasy. Then Cad caught her hand in his and gave it a gentle squeeze. That squeeze was a reminder that she didn't want to do this alone. No, that wasn't it. She wanted to do this with Cat. Bree looked at him to ask him about that wee remark, but again she lost her chance when Nate stopped her directly in front of the hospital doors. A, a discussion that would have to wait. Cat and she barreled out, leaving Nate behind to park his SUV, and they rushed through the automatic doors. Her heart was in her throat by the time they made it to the lobby, and then Bree saw them. Mason was standing near the reception desk, and he was holding the baby, who did indeed look exactly like Leah. Cat's and her baby. Bree knew that after just a glimpse. The baby was crying, and Mason was trying to soothe her by rocking her. It wasn't working, and Mason looked more than a little uncomfortable with his baby-holding duties. Bree went to him, took the little girl, and pulled her into her arms. Yes, this child was theirs. Just holding on her warmed every bit of Bree's heart. Cad came closer, sliding his arm around both her and the baby. Leah's twin looked up at them, as if trying to figure out if she was going to start crying again. She didn't. She just studied them. Bree pulled back her blanket and studied her too. Ten fingers, ten toes. There didn't appear to be a scratch on her, thank God. She's okay? Bree asked Mason. He nodded. She's got a healthy set of lungs and she peed on me. Mason frowned when he looked down at the wet spot on his shirt. Bree smiled, laughed, and then the tears came just as quickly. Her emotions were a mess right now, but the one thing she felt the most was the unconditional love. Pulled the baby closer and held on tight. It'll be okay, Cad whispered to her. Yes, Sabrina managed to say, These are happy tears. Cad smiled to him, kissed her, and then he kissed her daughter. The dog did a DNA test, Mason let them know, but I don't think it's necessary.
Neither do I, category. She's ours. Behind them, the door switched open, and because of the events of the night, Bree automatically pulled her daughter into a protective stance. Cad moved, too, to position himself in front of them. But all their posturing was, wasn't necessary. Grayson came through the doors, and he was carrying Leah in the crook of his arm. He stopped a moment, looked at the baby Bree was holding, and he smiled. Yeah. She's definitely a Rylan, all right. Grayson came closer and named Leah the cat. She's got a healthy set of lungs, Mason repeated in, mu in a mumble. Glance at both babies. Hope you don't expect me to babysit. His tone was gruff, but Bree thought she saw the start of a smile. So this was what I liked. felt like to be surrounded by family. I love. The L word stopped her for a moment and she looked up at cat. No stop this time. She was in love with him. Bree wasn't sure why it had taken her so long to come to that conclusion. But also, she loved him forever, just like the babies. Of course, that didn't mean he felt the same way about her. Yes, they had the twins, but that only meant they were parents, not a couple in love. And it tore at her heart to realize she wanted it all, but she might not get it. Cad might not love her. Why don't I get all of you back to the ranch? Grayson suggested. He gave the other twins a toe jiggle. What are you going to name her? I've been calling her Maya. Mason volunteered, and they looked uncomfortable. With, and he looked uncomfortable with me. Well, I have to. I had to call her something other than kid. And her rhymes with Leah. Bree shrugged. Looked up a cat. He shrugged. Works for me. It worked for Bree too. So they had Leah and Maya. The girls might hate the rhymey names when they get older, but they fit. Everything about this moment fits. Except for the person who came through the hospital doors. Coop. Everyone's attention went to him. And judging from Grayson and Cat's growls, they weren't any happier to see the man than she was. Bree wanted to spend this time with Cat and the girls. She definitely didn't want to go around another round with her former boss. We were about to leave. Bree greeted him. And she hoped he understood there was nothing he had to say that she wanted to hear. She only wanted to leave. Coop nodded. glanced at the babies. There was no smile, only concern on his face. I heard what happened, and I wanted to say how sorry I am. There was no anger in his eyes or tone. The apology sounded heartfelt, and Bree was glad they were mending some fences, but her mind could hardly stay on the conversation. I came here to give you back your badge, Coop added. I was wrong to put that kind of pressure on you. Yes, you were, Cat agreed. Coop reached in his pocket and held out her badge. Bree stared at it a moment. Then looked at each of her daughters, then a cat. She had a decision to make and was surprised that it wasn't that hard to do. No thanks, Grace said, and there wasn't a shred of doubt about this. I can't go back to the li that life. It wouldn't give me much time for the girls. Or cat, Cube's eyes wide. You're serious? Completely, she very I want a job that'll keep me closer to Silver Creek. Grace and Trump. I've got a deputy position open in the Silver Creek Sheriff's Office. It's yours if you want it. After you've taken some eternity leave, that is. Bree nodded and managed to whisper thanks around the sudden lump in her throat. Later, she would tell him how much she appreciated that. The deputy position would keep her in law enforcement in Silver Creek. But an FBI agent isn't just your job. It's who you are, Coop argued. Bree looked him straight in the eye. Not anymore. Goodbye, Coop. Keeping a firm grip on the baby, Bree extended her hand for him to shake, but for a moment she thought he might refuse. Finally, Coop accepted and shook her hand. He also hugged her. Have a good life, Bree. And he turned and walked out, back out. 
We expected to feel some kind of pangs of whatever, but she didn't. She looked up at Cat and didn't feel pangs there either. She just saw the marriage she loved. Mason clears her. I'll bring the car to the door. Grayson got both Cat and her. Grayson gave both Cat and her a look to. I'll help. Clearly, Cad's brother realized that this might become a private discussion. But we talk. Cad didn't exactly launch into a discussion. He leaned in and kissed her. Not a peck. A real kiss. Lasted so long that the nurse passing by cleared her throat. Cad broke the intimate contact with a smile on his face. No regrets about giving up your batch. Not a one. <laughs> and this was a do or die moment. A moment Bria couldn't let slip away. Again. The only thing I regret is not telling you that I'm in love with you. Cat froze and mid-kiss, eased back so they were eye-to-eye. Between them, both babies were eye-awake and playing footsie with each other. They both had their eyes fastened to their parents. Cat smiled. Really smiled. Good. <laughs> he hooked his left arm around Bree's waist. Got as close as ever as he could. Because I'm in love with you, too. Bree's breath vanished, and the relief she felt nearly brought her to her knees. Cad was right there to catch her and kiss her. This one melted her. Of course, that I love you comes with a marriage proposal, Cad said. The melting turned to heat, and Bree wished they were somewhere private so she could haul him off the bed. Well, after the babies were asleep, anyway. She wasn't sure how they would work such things into their crazy schedule, but with the fierce attraction, they'd find a way. Cad took Bree by her free hand. Will you marry me, Brie? She didn't even have to think of her answer. In a heartbeat, Cat let out a whoop. That started both babies and that startled both babies and had several members of the hospital staff staring at them. Brie ignored the stares, kissed both babies, and then she kissed Cat. She didn't stop until the baby's kicking became an issue, but Brie ended the kiss knowing there would be plenty of others in the future. Wanna go home? Cat asked. Another easy answer. Yes, she whispered. Going home with Cat and their daughters was exactly what Bree wanted. The end. Oh, that's so cute.